0: Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Purdy's have served the valley for decades, giving their customers the best in insurance. Whether it's auto, home, life, business, they'll find the right insurance so you're covered They'll do everything they can to find you the best price. They'll update when need be. And if there's ever a claim, they'll act as if it happened to them. These are just really good people who are great at their jobs. That's Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Talk about really good people who are great at their jobs. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Subway voters, key Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Dave Chikini in the final half hour today. First of all, our play-by-play call of the day. The Ravens take one to the house. Out of the shotgun on first down, fakes the handoff to Burkhead, throws to Edelman at the line, slips one tackler but won't get far, fumbles the ball, recovered by the Ravens. Marlon Humphrey has it, and he's streaking down the sidelines. He's to the 20, 10, 5, Touchdown, Ravens! Marlon Humphrey, Mr. Instant Score strikes again. Second week in a row he's done that as Bobby Humphrey's kid, Marlon, takes it 70 yards to the house on a fumble recovery. Second straight week he has done that.
1: And that turned the whole game. That turned the whole game. The, the Patriots had massive momentum, yeah. and no, that agree changed the whole game.
0: I agree with you. Uh, no question about that. All right, let's get to uh, Rich Scarcella now from the Reading Eagle. Rich, first of all, congratulations. I know your son uh, got married on Saturday, and your son's a terrific guy because he he did a lot of intern work up here. So congratulations to you on that. There are a lot of positives we can list, Rich, about Penn State football to this point. What about a couple of tweaks here and there? I don't mean overhaul, but I mean a tweak here and there uh, for the stretch run.
2: Uh, I know they played three strong... Defenses in October, the last three: Iowa, Michigan, Michigan State. I think Penn State has to run the ball more effectively. Um, they've done okay, but I think that needs to improve. I don't think it's been bad by any stretch, but I think it has to improve. I think. Uh, I think. Well, the biggest thing is they have to cut down on the penalties, and that was a major concern after the Michigan State game with the three unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. And just some, just some really not very smart decisions by, by some players. And I, I think, you know, the first three games of the year, Penn State was one of the f- least penalized teams in the Big Ten in the, in the country. But over the last five games, uh, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I know they rank like ninth or tenth in the Big Ten in penalties. So that has to be cleaned up uh, in, in a major way. And, um... Geez, probably. I don't know. Maybe maybe create some more turnovers. I mean, they've protected the ball very very well. Right. But maybe create create some more turnovers. You know, if you're looking to improve on a, on an eight zero number five team in the country, I would go there. But I can't think of too
0: many other things. Right. No. Like I said, and that's why I asked what needed to be. I said what needed to be tweaked. Uh, because mm-hmm. there's a big difference between the two words, uh, as establishing as to as to where you are in all of this. Uh, let's. I want to get to Micah Parsons for a moment. Obviously, he was named a Bucky mm-hmm. Semifinalist yep. today. Uh, what have you seen from him, and what makes him a difference maker from what you've seen so far?
2: Oh, his speed! It's just it's off the charts. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know, yeah. you know you don't see a linebacker. At that size, run like he does, and he is—he is almost always around the football, always. And you know, when we talked, the beat writers talked to Brent Pry a few weeks ago. Uh, he said he's just scratching the surface how, of how good he can be. Right. Since he's only played linebacker a year and a half, and you know that i don't—I'm not telling you anything new—and that's frightening. I mean, when you think, if, if he's just scratching the surface, my goodness, I can't imagine what he's going to be like in the middle of next season, for, for example. I think he's played very, very well. I think Cam Brown has played very well. I know um, there were concerns about snap counts and, and you know, him being on the field too much. I, I think he's had a really nice year, and, and, and I'll say the same thing for Jan Johnson. I know he's one of my local guys, the, but I think Jan Rich, is Rich, kind of
0: he's the glue. Yep, he's the glue yeah, he to is. that defense.
2: Yeah, and I think that's some people overlook that. And I think he played really well out at Michigan State. He sure did. I thought he had a he had a really nice game. And I, you know, I'm, I I know we could talk off the air, but I, I'd be really curious to hear what Jack has to say about Jan. I, I, maybe you can, you I, know,
0: I can tell you right, that He me. he is a big Jack is a big Jan Johnson guy. No kidding. Absolutely. He is a big Jan Johnson guy because he sees the game and has studied it to a point where he picks up a step, step and a half sometimes because of of his study and also his ability to put other people in the right position to then make their plays. See, that's the glue guy, and Jack talks about that all the time.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, he, you know, I mean, I know Brent Pry. Loves Jan and has said that for the last two years about how he, that he's such kids. and I I think Jan has had a really nice year, all conference first team, probably not, but I think he's had a really very very good year, and I think um, yeah, but well, getting back to Micah, you, you originally said Mike, the only thing to do, create turnovers. Yes, that's that's like the next step, and that's not really a criticism. That isn't a criticism. That's just the next step in his development. But my goodness, does he close on the ball.
0: Yeah, he really does close on it. What's been your thought on Minnesota?
2: Well, here's the problem. Because of our jobs, and... and we don't I, get to see um, him much. No, we don't get to see him. I just took a peek again at their schedule, and you know... I think I, here's, here's what I think is a big question about and this is, this is to answer your question too this is a big question for them on Saturday how do they adjust to Penn, to Penn State's speed on defense because they haven't seen anything like that this year and that's going to that's going to have a big impact on the game is how they adjust to that speed I, I you know if they can then it'll be a close game if they can't boy, um, you know they're, they're going to be fighting uphill.
0: Yeah. And the other part too, is that uh, defensively, they've given up some points. I mean, mm-hmm. Here's a really interesting fact. They faced the backup quarterback in five straight games.
2: I'm sorry. I missed that. Steve. They have you,
0: faced the, the other team's backup quarterback in each of the last five. Wow. games.
2: Wow. Isn't that something?
0: I mean, obviously yeah. started startup in the first quarter. and right. Plummer went the rest of the way.
2: Mm hmm. Um,
3: uh,
0: Sikowski was supposed to be the starter at Rutgers. He's sitting out the rest of the year. Uh, Peters could not play in the Illinois game. Adrian Martinez couldn't play in the Nebraska game. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, it's just hey, like you play who's in front of you. It's just right, it's, that's, right. a, that's a relatively interesting, like, huh, really? Fact.
2: Well, I, I'll say this about Minnesota. And, you know, the the game that jumped out at me and I went, oh, what? was the Nebraska game. Yeah, And then you realize Martinez got hurt and, two. Nebraska isn't close to what I thought they were going to be and what a lot of people thought they were going to be. So that game is sorta of like, uh, eh, okay. And you know, you just like and their last two wins were against Maryland and Records, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> where is Minnesota? I don't know. I don't that's that and I guess we're gonna find out on Saturday at eleven o'clock Central Time what yeah. exactly who they are and how good they are.
0: And Rodney Smith and Shannon Brooks, who were there in the 2016 game, Mm -hmm. are still there, Rich. (laughs) Still there.
2: Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize Shannon Brooks was still there. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. He's
0: there. Rodney Smith's still there. You're still there. I'm still there.
2: (laughs) I'm still Yeah, well, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, we're like the furniture. We're like the old furniture, Steve. You know, uh, <laughs> I so. uh, I know. and Neil, and Neil Rudell. Yeah, yeah, and,
0: yeah. and Neil Rudell. Yeah, Neil on Friday as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Neil. No. Yeah.
2: No, I, I mean I think it, is it exciting for Minnesota? Absolutely. And <laughs> and good for them and good for and hey, good pat on the back to P J Fleck. Yeah. I mean, they they really struggled his first year. And you know they're they're playing well. Yes. Um, you know, and we'll see what happens. I, I mean, I I I just think Penn State's the better team has the better has more talent, and I think talent usually wins out. Um, yeah. I, I I but I'm looking forward to it. I think these next three games, this is going to be an exciting three game stretch yeah. uh, for anybody who covers, whoever anybody who follows Penn State, let alone cover it.
0: Absolutely. All right, so what happened to your Packers? What the heck was that?
2: Well, you know, I watched it last night late. Um, I, I, I was tied up doing something else last night. And um, I, you know, Tony Roma said it best. It's just one of those games. And same thing with the Patriots and the Ravens. This is I'm not to take anything away. The Chargers played well. The score should have been a lot worse. The Chargers dominated. Right. There's... But the Chargers needed the game desperately to mm-hmm. save their season and played like they needed it, and the Packers didn't respond. Uh, I know early in the game they made a lot of free um, snap penalties, and um, they really put the pressure on Rodgers for, for three quarters. Joey Bosa, um,
0: had a, Joey Bosa had a big game.
2: Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. and so did Ingram the other end yeah. oh yeah they, they both had terrific games and you know what it's it's going to happen but i you know i i think they'll be they'll bounce back this week they're home against carolina then they have a bye and then they play the 49ers out in california so uh i still feel pretty good about them
0: yeah always a pleasure my friend thanks so much look for seeing you later in the week
2: my pleasure see you in minnesota steve thanks
0: rich Garcella, riding eagle Great to have Frank Bodani and Rich on the show together today. That was great. We will come back with more in a moment. Dave Trichini is set up with us in the final half hour here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay. It's interesting in the NFL, where sure there are subtle differences between teams. You now, because you have to base some, you know, things obviously on what you do with your personnel. Well, oh, for the most part, you watch an NFL game, they're pretty much running the same plays.
1: Oh, I disagree with that. I just had this conversation. Really? Yeah, because I just... Well,
0: oh, <laughs> cut me a break. I mean, the, the league is so homogenized. And I, then you get then you get Baltimore. Baltimore is a big problem.
1: Well, that's what I was saying. Like, I, I think... I, I... That's why I disagree with you. I watched that game last night, and that was definitely might, not that, your regular that, thing.
0: But that's my point. Okay, You didn't let me finish my point. Oh,
1: well.
0: I said, I for the most part, the league is homogenized. Everybody pretty much runs the same thing. All right? Like I said, there's subtle differences based on personnel you have and so forth. And then there's Baltimore. Baltimore is a defensive coordinator's nightmare. Because now, after basically getting ready for the same style of offense, but obviously that same style of offense may be Josh Allen, a quarterback, Instead of Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, it may be a different set of receivers. It may be Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. It may be Philip Rivers at quarterback. <laughs> so their efficiency with which they can do things is different.
1: Right. It's about talent at that point. Right.
0: Then you have Baltimore, you know, lining up in the pistol, his ability to run, option plays. I, the you know suddenly you know they'll run a jet sweep. I mean, who runs jet sweeps in the NFL
1: and honestly, after watching that game last night and i I find it poetic <laughs> that it was on his thirty second birthday, how Kaepernick is not in this league is is mind boggling after watching what Lamar Jackson is doing in this league right now
0: well but you know what Lamar Jackson doesn't throw the ball well. Uh, Which makes still, it even uh, more flabbergasting, right?
1: <laughs> well, Cap does it, it, or did. Uh, it,
0: uh, did he throw a ball? He was okay.
1: He was a sixty-one. Uh, he was over sixty percent completion percentage. Had one of the uh, best touchdown-to-interception ratios.
0: Yeah, but that—that that, to be honest with you, that's good. But when you watch the game, I mean, you know, like. Aaron Rodgers threads a needle. Okay, Aaron Rodgers I, is a Hall uh, of Famer Brady, today. Bra- Brady threads a needle. Brady's a Cap- Hall of Famer Ka- today. <laughs> Ka- 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 Kaepernick threw a lot of very safe passes. Oh, sure. Underneath, underneath point A to point B stuff. It was his running ability that set him apart that made him dangerous. Definitely. When he, when he finally then was cornered into being a pocket passer, he threw for high percentage numbers but low yardage numbers.
1: Yeah, he wasn't bad though. He was better than Jackson. He's better than 50% of the quarterbacks in the NFL right now. At least at least 50%. Um, he could start in this league right now. If you look at all the starting quarterbacks in football right now, he could start in this league right now if he was at the same talent level. He hasn't been on a field in a few years, so I can't I can't guess, but
0: he could start for the Redskins. He probably would not start for the other three teams of the division. Uh, we can debate the
1: Bears. He can start for the Giants. He's better no, than Daniel Jones is today.
0: Da- Daniel Jones would be the starter for the Giants. He's better than Daniel uh, Jones today. No, no. Maybe in the future. Da- but Daniel, Daniel Jones would be the starter for the Giants. They're not going to step back. Could you um, imagine
1: Kaepernick and Saquon now- Barkley in that backfield? <laughs> what they could do?
0: Ka- Look, Kaepernick's becoming mythology here. Right? mythology right? as soon as things started to collapse around him yes he threw for high percentages but they didn't go anywhere with it
1: well, that's because the right? team was falling apart like literally
0: Right, and guess what he didn't help them win uh, I think he would be a really good backup quarterback for somebody with the opportunity to win a game or two by coming off the bench of a quarterback on her in other words he'd be fine in Kansas City yeah, I could buy that. I, and the second that Mahomes comes back, he'd go back to the bench uh, of course because that—that—that's who he is. Absolutely,
1: I uh, would think he, I could buy would, that. Would,
0: would he be the starter in Denver? Yes. Yes. Would he be the starter in Oakland? No. Mm, would he be the maybe. starter? In, no. He would. Uh, he would be Derek Carr. Would he be the starter with the Chargers? No. No. Would he be the ch- starter in Kansas City? No. So that division, that's three out of four. All right. Now let's go to the. Um, NFC West? Would he be the starter over Garoppolo? No. Would he be the starter over Goff? No. Would he be the no. starter over Russell Wilson? No. Would he be the starter over Murray? No. Probably not. Okay, no. so we're 0-4 in that division. Alright, now let's go to the Central. Would he be the starter over Rodgers? No. Would he be the starter over Kirk Cousins? No. You may not like Kirk Cousins, but he would not start in front of Kirk Cousins. I don't think he would Would he, would, would he start in front of Trubisky? Yes. Probably. He probably he might. Trubisky I don't like. I don't think he's a very good quarterback. Would he start over Matthew Stafford? No. no. So that's three out of four. All right. Now let's see. What are we missing? The South. Would he start over Cam Newton? No. No. Probably. Not. Uh, okay. Would he start over Matt Ryan? No. Would he start over either oh, Drew why, Brees Whoa, or... whoa,
1: whoa, Matt okay. Ryan is garbage these days.
0: No, he would not start over Matt Ryan. You okay. know that. All right. Okay. Okay. Right. That's that, That's not even
1: debatable. Okay.
0: Would, would he start over Drew Brees or Teddy Bridgewater? No. No. Uh, no, no. 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 Neither one. No. I Would agree. he start over Jameis Winston? No, maybe. Oh,
1: Jameis Winston, yes, yeah, probably.
0: Okay, he so makes that's less three. Mistakes. Out. He makes so let's just mistakes. say, I mean, that's three out of four, and we can debate the one. Would he start over Brady? No. Would he start over Darnold? Probably not. Would he start over Josh Allen? No. Ew. Uh oh, And my and Miami. Probably. And in, debate, in Miami, but,
1: you um, could put me out there. Let's right.
0: <laughs> the Miami, you know, it, but he he could never set foot in Miami after what <laughs> after what he did with it with the. Uh, with the Castro Sox. Truth. he can't do that. Yes. Okay. Truth. Right. So that's no. Would he start over Roethlisberger? No. No. Would he start over Baker Mayfield? No. Probably. Would he start? Would he start in Cincinnati over Dalton? I yes. mean, they're kind of a they're kind of a mess they're right a disaster, now. Yeah. I, I would say no. Kaepernick can't help them, so I would say no. Okay. Uh, would he start over Lamar Jackson? No. 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 Okay. Would he now? Let's see. And would he start over Jacoby Brissett? No. No. Would he start over Deshaun Watson? No. No. Okay. Would he start over uh, Minshew or 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 uh, Nick Foles? No. Oh
1: come Uh, on.
0: Maybe no. Over
1: Gardner Minshew.
0: He would not start over Gardner Minshew or Uh, Foles.
1: Okay. Maybe Nick Foles. There's no way. Only because Nick Foles has a pedigree of winning in his lifetime.
0: Minshew's done a good job. He's a rookie though.
1: See, here's the thing. Like okay.
0: But again, I'm not going to take some thirty-plus quarterback and put him in there. I'm not going to say Eli Manning starting over these people. We've got to get rid of the mythology of like he's some Hall of Fame quarterback. Okay, yes,
1: I said that. I'm I'm assuming four years ago.
0: Okay, he had two really good years.
1: Right. Right over guys that have not had one full year yet. Like Kyler saying, Murray, you, I can't I can't sit here and objectively say Kyler Murray is better again, than what Kaepernick was.
0: But Kyler Murray is going to be the future of what they're doing. Agreed there. Colin Kaepernick is not.
1: Agreed. I buy He's that. He's not. I buy that.
0: Okay. So the, the difference is going to be, would he be the starter on a team on a third, that needs somebody his age that can get them to the playoffs?
1: At least five to six teams in this league he could start, which means but, he could back up any of them.
0: Okay, which now means that we're now way below the half you said
1: (laughs) taking your calls at
0: 800-795-9565 this is the steve jones show on news radio 1070 wkok now from the sunbury motor studio here's steve jones
1: Okay, so we seem to have lost Steve, uh, connection to our studio here, to the uh, Sunbury Broadcast Studio, the Sunbury Motors Studio, sorry, Uh, we seem to have lost Steve for a moment, so while we're waiting for him to come back on, let me uh, reset the show a little bit, you can always get in touch with us, 1-800-795-6595, uh... We've had uh, we've we were just talking about uh, whether Colin Kaepernick could uh, start in this league, and uh, I think I overshot a little bit. I'm I'm man enough to admit that. So perhaps, um, you know, uh, I'll you re- overshot. I'll rescind it, and I'll say you know maybe like a third, you know a third. But he could definitely back you up. Overshot. The, he could definitely back up the Goodness entire gracious. league. gracious!
0: I mean,
1: he, he could back up the entire. I'd say league. how
0: about how, how about less than a quarter?
1: Okay, but he could back up the entire league. That means.
0: Well, you Maybe know, the I, actually, 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 he'd be like uh, Vinny Testaverdi. Maybe
1: this Vinny, Vinny, Vinny
0: Testaverdi ended up being a very good backup quarterback. Yeah,
1: Vinny Testaverdi. All right. All right. Anyway, so, we're moving on. All, all right, right. Moving on to real things. More, more right. important
0: things. Dave, Dave Ciccone joins us. Even he's shaking his head over this conversation. Dave, welcome. Great to have you with us. Dave
1: would take Colin Kaepernick. Great to be here.
0: (laughs) Don't put Dave in this spot. (laughs) Don't put Dave in this spot. I don't think Dave wants a 30-something-year-old quarterback. (laughs) Even though there'd be some advantages to it. (laughs) Uh, Dave, how important was the bye week for your team?
3: Well, I think it it definitely was. We were a little bit banged up. and you know, heading into the last three games of, of our schedule, all winnable football games, I think it was great. Kind of hit the, the reset button, especially after such a disappointing finish uh, to our Lafayette game. You know, a game that we you know had control of really almost from start to, until about the last ten minutes of the game, and then just kind of the, the, the wheels came off. And and uh, you know, certainly something that hopefully we can learn from and grow from as a football team. And, and uh, a week off to digest that and and move forward. Uh, uh, hopefully it will help here and we'll pay dividends and we'll play Lehigh this Saturday. All
0: right. Coaches have to come up with all sorts of messages, even ones that sometimes are tough to give or sometimes unexpected. Now, how tough was it to deliver the message? It's not like you've never been in this spot before, but deliver a message to a team that did so many good things but not quite enough.
3: Yeah, you know, I've I, Laid it out for the team pretty quickly after the game. Just uh, you know, the there, there was tremendous disappointment, uh, particularly when that, that took the pretty much the last opportunity we had to compete for the league championship. So uh, we had a lot of guys that were really down, and, and just got to point it out that if you're passionate about this game and you're passionate about playing Division One football and become the best football player you can be, games like these are going to hurt. They're going to you know leave a knot in your stomach, and the only thing you can do can't change the past you can only learn from it you can use what happened against lafayette to inspire you to work harder and redouble your efforts and particularly once you get into the off season when we're doing like a february workout and and, and you know it's so easy to not be able to you know be able to kind of mail it in but you got to remember days mm. like this against lafayette and, and that keeps you going that fire burning in your belly and and uh, if we can learn that lesson we'll become a better team for it
0: Dave, the second you take over a program, the players automatically become your players. Uh, But at the same time, you didn't recruit these players. So who has stepped up for you that you've really had a chance to now know them, see them play, and you've really, as a coach, developed a bond with them in a short period of time?
3: Well, I I tell you what, it's been tremendously positive. I I would say 90% of the football team have, have Stepped forward and, and really bought into our philosophy, and, and they're great kids. They really are, which I expected coming into a place like Bucknell, which has such high academic standards and has such great character kids. But uh, uh, the, there's been a, a lot of players, you know, I, a lot of unexpected players. You know, a, a great example, John Charlanzio would be a good one. Uh, you know, basically, he's a senior. Uh, who, who's basically been relegated to a backup role as a quarterback, uh, to, you know, with the emergence of Logan Bitakoffer. But you know, a, a guy like that could really just turn things, kind of mail it in and and say, "Hey, these coaches don't know what they're talking about. I'm not playing right now. This is my senior year." Uh, but he's been incredible. He's been a great leader. He's been very positive. He's done a you know, led by example and. And uh, you know he's just one of many guys who kind of have stepped up to the plate and and uh, really are helping this program move forward.
0: Uh, Rick Montrum was named the Patriot League Defensive Player of the Week a couple of weeks ago with a 16 tackle performance. What growth have you seen in Rick?
3: I tell you what, he's another great leader. He's he's just been um, a guy that ever since uh, I got here day one. He's showed up. He's been a guy that's not blessed with tremendous speed or athleticism, but he is a tough, tough football player. He's got an incredibly high football IQ, and he just competes day in, day out. It doesn't matter if it's a game, a practice, the lift. He just goes after He gets after it, and, and uh, does it with great poise and confidence. And uh, you know it was—it was—I mean, it's tremendous to, to be honored as the defensive player of the week in a game that the uh, the team lost. That's so rare. Usually, most of the time, your your defensive player of the week is somebody who, who's on a winning team. So, uh, the fact that he he was recognized uh, with his performance, which happened on his birthday, by the way, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was it was awesome.
0: It's uh, obviously at a point where you're this deep into the season with game number nine coming up. So. Radical surgery to change things isn't going to happen, but you can tweak some things. What's high on your list of a couple of items you need to tweak that can that can close that margin for you?
3: Yeah, well, well the biggest thing for us on defense is we got to get off the field on some of these third and long situations. That's been a little bit of our Achilles heel. Um, we played so well against Lafayette, and we gave up a third and twenty-one. Uh, So things like that on the defensive side of the ball, we're working really hard to clean up. Uh, On the offensive side of the ball, it's just finishing drives in the red zone. Um, Yeah, I've been coaching uh, for for over 20 years, and I think this Lafayette game is the first time we had an offense that didn't turn the football over in the first half and didn't punt in the first half and yet walked away with only 14 first-half points. So. Um, you know, we just kept taking it down inside uh, the red zone, and we couldn't finish these drives, and we missed some field goals. So, uh, we got to get in the end zone uh, with a, a higher degree of consistency here. Uh, you know, with these last three games.
0: Uh, what's the kicking game meant to you? Because obviously, you know, I mean, Alex Peachin has been has been the punter, and obviously, he's been always terrific. But what has that meant? Has it allowed you to play the chess match the way you want to play? He
3: does. He, he puts so many ideas in your head and, and tools at your disposal. He's such a dangerous punter in terms of just to uh, win that, that hidden field position. Uh, but on top of that, he's such a great athlete. He can run. He can throw the football. Uh, he also opens up a lot of possibilities when it comes to fakes. And, uh, you know, we've been able to fake a punt with him uh, against uh, Lafayette. He was our holder. With, uh, I'm sorry, he faked a punt against Colgate. He faked, uh, he was our holder for field goals. And we had a successful field goal fake uh, against Lafayette. And, and uh, so he's done a couple of tremendous things. So he, he does so much more than just uh, be a punter who happens to lead the nation in punting.
0: Yeah, he, uh, he had that 12 yard pickup on the fake that you talked about. Yep. Uh, Brandon Sanders obviously the primary target, but again, not a lot of yards per catch. Is it a question of taking what they give him him along the way, or has he just not been able to break free for you?
2: Well, I I think it's a
3: little bit of, you know, he's been very much a ball-control guy for us, very um, you know great hands who can get open and and really navigate and keep us on uh, schedule when it comes to, you know, turning first and 10 into second and four. But the the other... uh, Aspect of it is we have we've tried to get him the ball deep and and either our protection has broken down or the throw hasn't quite been there and that that's been a frustrating aspect of us because he is a he does have some breakaway speed he, he runs great routes he is capable of getting deep uh, you know against Lafayette he he caught two. Uh, right on the sideline and in both instances that foot comes down an inch out of bounds and had both of those go the other way one was for a touchdown and one was for about a 30-yard gain and and uh, that that could have altered the course of the football game there as well but unfortunately you know it's it's a game of inches and you happened to be out of bounds
0: where's logan bitticoffer developed for you
3: I tell you, he's done a great job. I mean, he did not uh, turn the football over uh, last Saturday against Lafayette. He continues to master this offense. I see positive signs each and every day, whether it's in practice or, or uh, on Saturdays. Um, I think he's a tremendous talent, and I'm really encouraged uh, by the growth he's shown. And, and we just need that growth to continue here through these last three games and on into the offseason.
0: All right, so now you get uh, Lehigh coming up at home. Uh, so it's always a great rivalry between the two. What will be a couple of important, important factors for you that people should watch for on Saturday?
3: Well, I, I think number one, it, the Lehigh defense does a, a great job, but they are very aggressive with pressure. Uh, yep. a big challenge for us is going to be to pick up that blitz find out where it comes from their defense coordinator does a great job of blitzing safeties. they blitz corners they blitz inside backers they blitz outside backers and so they're always coming at you from different angles but they're going to heat it up and and uh, our ability to pick up that blitz and execute uh is is gonna be really, really big. On the flip side, uh they've got a quarterback who is uh a a, a fairly heady kid. He's smart, he's got a high football IQ and uh they've got two dangerous receivers. They've been able to get the ball to a decent amount and they got a tight end that you can't lose uh in the shuffle. He's got some talent too and, and they balance that with a pretty solid rushing attack as well. So we're going to have to you know change up our own looks on defense to keep throwing them different things so they can't zero in uh, because they've got some talented players at the skill position to take advantage of any uh, you know breakdown that we have
0: yeah Devin Bibbins is had a big year at Wideout uh, obviously Tyler Monaco number 5 is the guy you're probably talking about a quarterback yes. uh yet he's thrown six picks this year so is, yep. is he the kind of guy that you can give How do I phrase this without telling Lehigh things um, that you can give false pre reads to, or uh, that can make a difference?
3: Yeah, I mean you can try. He he does a good job of that. He's just—I think he's a very good quarterback who's uh, just—you know—made a couple of just poor decisions or a couple of poor throws. Um, I I think he's done a tremendous job for for the most part. I mean, I've got a lot of respect for him uh, and and their offensive staff and what they do. um, You know, basically to play to his strengths uh as well you know it's just it, it, as you look at each and every single one of Lehigh's games they all without fail have come down to the fourth quarter it, it's amazing some of them have come down to the last play of the game and they've been on the winning side of most of those uh but they've also been on the losing side but the one thing is that's uh, been crazy is every single game that they've played for the last four weeks uh, is coming down to the very end whether it's overtime or, or the last play of regulation that kind of decides it it's been it's been crazy
0: I'll ask you one last question Dave then I'll let you go uh and it's it deals with uh getting ready for games uh years ago when Penn State went into the big Ten I was talking to Joe Paterno about going into the conference and I said what's your biggest challenge at doing this he said Steve we got to face eight teams we haven't faced so we have to learn all their personnel so in other words I look at West Virginia, the left tackle. It's the same guy from last year. Where did he get better and so forth? We have tendencies. What's it been like for you to attack a schedule as a coaching staff where there has been that learning curve with a bunch of schools, programs, personnel that you had not faced before?
3: Well, I tell you, it it is a challenge. You know, we do have a couple members on our staff who had uh, Patriot League experience. In fact, uh, Matt, Matt Ford, our recruiting coordinator and, and tight ends coach, he actually was an assistant uh, at Lehigh last year. So he's fairly familiar with uh, the Patriot League, and in particular, Lehigh. So I think this particular game is probably the most familiar uh, we're going to be going in to see a Patriot League opponent for the first time. But, but you're absolutely right. You know what? Particularly the the types of defenses. I wouldn't say offensively, it's a it's a big difference, but the type and style of defense that is being run in the Patriot League is very very different from you know where most of our staff, particularly offensive side of the staff, has come from the Pioneer League, and uh, it is a vastly different philosophy and different schemes, and and there has definitely been a learning curve to that.
0: Game will be one o'clock Saturday at Christie. It's on Eagle One O Seven. With Doug and Kevin, but more importantly, tickets are available for this game. So come on out and watch it, Dave. Thanks so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it very much.
3: Sure, no problem. You take care,
0: Dave Jacini, head football coach at Bucknell. We'll come back, wrap up the show in a moment. (sighs) Boy, we're not allowed to talk about Kaepernick anymore. We can't talk about the team that shares the stadium with the Giants anymore. Can't talk about the team that's in Flushing anymore. This this show here has now become very restrictive, on News Radio <laughs> 1070 WKOK okay. for new Okay, the team that shall not be named. (laughs) Bart Scott, who many moons ago played for the team that shall not be named.
1: He gave us a few great years. Yes. Who, uh,
0: (laughs) by the way, uh, this is the team that shares MetLife Stadium with the New York Giants we're talking about.
1: Right, so they wear green.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Losing to the... Dolphins yesterday It's like losing to the Washington Generals in basketball. Oh,
1: it's awful! It's awful! It's
0: it <laughs> now for the uninitiated, the Generals are the team that face the Harlem Globetrotters all the time. Yeah,
1: they were the sacrificial lambs, yes, oh, and still are. Yeah, they and haven't they haven't uh, won was, in a hundred years.
0: <laughs> there were well, there was a Penn State basketball player many years ago named Carl Schrabis. Carl had played at Lehigh, and with. When Brian Hill, who eventually went on to coach the Orlando Magic with Shaq and Penny Hardaway, he was the head coach. Yep. Brian was an assistant coach for three years here before he got that job. Hmm. And Travis transferred here with him. So Carl played here for three years. I remember he was out of Ware, Massachusetts, and eventually played for the Washington Generals. <laughs> and he said to me, I said, So what's that like? He says, A, you get it's a steady paycheck. Yep. B you do go to a lot of interesting places. Yep. And he says you do have to back off while they do their shtick.
1: Yep.
0: He said, but we lose every single night.
1: <laughs> I mean, but th- do they real? I mean, I haven't wa- I haven't watched a Globetrotter game since I was a child. Do they really play?
0: Yeah, there there are moments in the game where they play. Okay, and and so because there are moments in the game where they play. You know, those are the moments you are talking about, right? Right. So yeah, they, they there are moments they play, and then there is moments with their stick. Okay. Right. Now we're gonna now we're gonna do the routine where we get the bucket of water and we throw it into the stands, and right. it's confetti. Right. Right. Uh, now we're gonna do the one where I am at half court and I take a I I take a hook shot from half court and I make it.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Things like that. Uh, now it's like back in the old days. Curly Neal is gonna do this dribble thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna do it here. Well, you gotta back off and let him do it. They're gonna jump in. I think I am gonna jump in and steal the ball. And, okay, you are out of a job at that point. <laughs> yeah, you are not like, gonna work
1: uh, here. You are way too competitive. Well,
0: excuse me i i was I was playing. No, 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 no. Okay, nobody paid money to see you play. Yeah, I don't think
1: you understand how this goes.
0: <laughs> okay, even your family wanted to see the Globetrotters tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you've got to understand that. That's what I always. That's why I was. That's, that's what I always told people. Like when I MC banquets, I go. Like I don't sit there and tell jokes. I may, I may, I may do one-liners, like a one-liner after somebody speaks, or a one-liner here, one line, But that's it. Right. I don't tell stories. I don't do anything. They said, "Gee, you go awfully fast." I said, "Yes." I said, "Not even my mother wanted to see me right. MC a banquet. Yeah, she wants to point. get out of there like everybody else." Right. 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 Well, it's the same thing with the Washington Generals. Guess what? <laughs> they didn't pay to see the Generals or you.
1: They want to see you get dunked on. That's all. Okay. They
0: want. <laughs> There's not even a roster with your name on it. <laughs> uh okay, Willie Taggart. I just want to say that the hero of the day is Willie Taggart's agent. The buyout for Willie Taggart at at Florida State.
1: Oh my goodness. This was tremendous.
0: Is $17 million.
1: That state's falling apart, and this guy's going to make $17 million. How
0: about that? <laughs> now, let, there are a couple ways of looking at this. You know, like $17 million. Gee, Do you get rid of a guy? $17 million? Or... Can I get
1: fired for $17 million?
0: <laughs> we don't quite have the same pay scale. But... <laughs> But we're more than willing to fire you. Oh, no doubt. doubt.
1: (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, kidding,
0: kidding. No, I'm... Is this how I'm finding out? (laughs) Have have we had fun today?
1: Okay, Definitely. Always. Yes.
0: Okay. Always a good time. So, Florida State may have looked at it this way. They may have been on the verge, for all we know, Chris, of losing financial support from top donors.
1: Oh, I would imagine.
0: Right? Well, does that equate to 17 million it oh, might
1: definitely definitely okay
0: it might go beyond that so actually the 17 million might be hey in order to keep top donors we better do this
1: look you get embarrassed by miami that's that's un- it's inexcusable in 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 tallahassee right. that's-
0: by the way a suit note oh roger penske has bought the indianapolis motor speedway and the indy car series hmm the suit can't stand Roger Penske. <laughs> Seriously, you ask him. Uh, he is no Roger Penske fan.
1: When I find some time, I'll ask him.
0: Uh, you find some time and ask him. He'll tell you that. And I'd like to point out, I think his truck rentals are really good. All right, so, <laughs> Chris, thank you. You were wonderful today. I appreciate uh, it. Sean's back tomorrow. Today's show has been brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street, in Sunbury.